Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us today. we got a great guest today. we got Todd Ortscheid on the docket today, and if you don't know Todd, he is a great follow on Facebook or any of the Facebook groups. If you don't know Todd, he's the uh, CEO of Revolution Rental Management, which is a property management company based in Atlanta, Georgia. He also owns PM Assist, which is a training and consulting company that specializes in training property managers on revenue maximization and process automation. In addition, he also is a co-founder of Always There Repair, which is a maintenance hotline and coordination company for property managers. So we're gonna get a chance to talk to a good buddy of mine, Todd O. He's a uh, mover and shaker in the industry, and you're gonna learn a lot in this episode. But before we get to Todd, which is funny, because we're doing the hot topic, and to be quite honest, Todd is like literally the hot topic guy. But we're going to do a hot topic today, and today I want to, since we got Todd and he's got the PM Assist, I want to talk a little bit about the fee maximization. In this particular instance, I want to talk a little bit about the vendor marketing fee. Now, many of us do the maintenance coordination fee where we charge X percent or a certain dollar number because we all know that maintenance coordination is very expensive for a property manager firm, right? It takes a lot of resources to do that coordination. So... At Empire, we actually created a vendor marketing fee. And what this is, the concept behind this is as you grow your business, your vendors grow their business, right? So when I had 100 properties that I was managing and had an AC company, they were maintaining ACs for 100 properties. And then when I got to 300 and 500 and 600, and of course, you know, we have, you know, you end up having one or two of your main vendors. So the vendor marketing fee is really built for the type of work orders where you have a lot of a lot of volume, right? AC comes to mind, heat, heat and AC, make ready painting, you know, th- things of that nature, right? So anything that you have a lot of, you know, like for, for example, like for us, glass pair wasn't something that we would put a marketing fee on. It just wasn't, it just wasn't something that we had a lot of. And so the marketing fee, the idea is behind it is you spend money marketing your firm which means that your vendor does not have to spend any money marketing their firm or as much money marketing their firm. And so by having the relationship with you, they get to build their business. So the way it works is you can charge a percentage or a flat fee for for each invoice that comes through. So now their marketing fee is being paid after they do business, right? So let's give an example here. Like, so if invoice comes in for $100, you charge that to the client you pay 90 to the vendor and you take 10 and it goes to your chart of account for vendor marketing. 
So the positive, obviously, is that the, the vendor continues to get business from you as you grow your business. The positive for you is that you're getting something for the effort for coordination and getting that business for that vendor. The positive for the owner client is that there's, you still get a vendor that you trust and you're still getting those, those you know, volume-based discounts. Now, the negative is that obviously there's a little bookkeeping that goes in for each invoice, a little bit extra bookkeeping. And then the other negative is that a vendor over time has a tendency to increase their price because they feel like, oh, you know, well, they're, they're charging me, you know, this X percent, so I'm going to make this or this dollar value, so I'm going to make this up. By, by charging them. So you have to consistently have conversations with your vendors. And again, you should only do this with vendors that have a, that you have a lot of volume with. Now, I know some of you guys are much smaller and you don't, and you actually need vendors more than they need you. And obviously this would not be a good solution for that. But I know when I first started my company, I didn't have a lot of properties, but I made, I made it sound like I did. So when I went and you know, solicited vendors or when vendors solicited me, I told them that we manage a bunch more properties than we actually did. I told them that we're growing the business. We're spending a lot of money on marketing, which we were, and that this was going to be a good solution for both of us. Now, another, another way to do this is you actually create a vendor membership plan. And my good friend and past NARPM president, Melissa Prandy, came up with this idea and it's basically you have like a silver and a gold plan. You can do two, three levels, however levels you want, you want to do. And the vendors basically pay to be part of the plan. So, you know, they, they pay to be part of the gold or silver plan. It's a one-time fee. It happens in the beginning of the year. So this way they just see it as, a, as part of their marketing budget. And then if they're gold, then they get the first, the first shot at the you know, at the work order. And if they're silver, they get the second shot at the, at the work order. And so you can kind of build your plan however you want. So the positive of this is obviously you bring more money into your business. The vendors, you have your vendors kind of set for the year. And of course, now the vendors aren't increasing the pricing throughout the year. They don't feel that hit every time there's an invoice. So I really like this. And it's really easy on the, on the accounting as well. So the only negative is you have to bring your vendors in and explain the different plan. Once you do that one time, it becomes super simple. So I wish I had Melissa that told me about this way before I did the other percentage of the marketing of the, of the, the, the invoice each time. Because this was a much, I think, is a much cleaner solution than actually doing it at every, at every invoice, which, again, can put a taxing on your, on your accounting team. So anyway, that's the hot topic of the day. We'll be right back after these messages, and then uh, we'll to talk with Todd O. Thanks, everybody. Pete Newbig here, former owner of Empire Industries. We managed around 1,000 single-family properties in Houston, Texas. Property inspections was a massive time killer for our team. They were overworked from being out of the office and trying to catch up. Their reports would miss important items. They just didn't have time to do them well. And worse, we weren't even charging for all the time we were spending doing them. We solved this problem by using on-site pros. They scheduled directly with our residents for our annual reports and became our eyes, ears, and nose at our properties. Beyond that, they solved the problem of security deposit disputes with their incredible detailed move-in and move-out reports, and our owners were happy to pay for the quality of reports we delivered. It was one of the best things I ever implemented for both my team and my investors. I can't imagine trying to manage properties without them on my team. For more information, go to onsitepros.com or call 210-610-0132, onsite, S-I-G-H-T, pros.com.
Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening. For the few listeners who do not know my next guest, Todd, tell our audience a little bit about you and how you've given back to NARPM. Yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast, Pete. I appreciate it. Yeah, my name's Todd Orchide. I have been in the business now for probably about going on a dozen years now, I guess it is. Came from the airline industry before this. I was an airline pilot for about 14 years before I got into property management. But I found NARPM sometime around, I want to say 2014, 15, somewhere in that range, and went to my first conference then and got involved relatively quickly, started doing government affairs work. I'm on the tech committee. I'm a local officer here in Atlanta. I'm the treasurer here. And I've, I've served in several different positions, PAC chairman. Next year, I'm legislative vice chair. So I uh, I stay pretty involved in NARPM because I think it, I think anybody who's in this business definitely needs to be be involved in NARPA needs to be a member to, because this is the only uh, organization looking out for our interests. So Todd, you're a man of many talents. You own your own property management firm. You have purchased other PM firms and are a co-founder of Always There Repair and the creator of PM Assist. You're fresh off your presentation at the NARPA National Conference as of this recording. You're passionate about helping PM companies not working for free and creating a fee structure that will empower companies to run a profitable business. So let's talk about one of your favorite subjects, fees. What is always happy to talk about fees. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it important that property managers charge fees other than the big three, management, lease up, and lease renewal? Well, I mean, several reasons. I mean, the first thing I would say is the industry is really shifted. So, I mean, there was a time, you know, 20 years ago where that is really what everybody was charging. But now, you know, things are different, especially in larger markets. You know, I'm here in Atlanta, which is, you know, one of the most competitive property management markets in the country. And that's just not the way things are anymore. The only way you can really be competitive with these other companies is if you have the revenue coming in to provide the same level of service that your competition is. And that's, that's really where people start to fall behind. If you're just charging the big three, like you say, you know, leasing fee, lease up and management fee, then, you know, about the best you're going to be able to do is somewhere around $170 a month per unit is probably about where you're going to top out in most markets. And when your competitors are bringing in 300 plus like I am, you know, per unit per month, you're at a significant disadvantage. You're not able to offer all the services, all the technology, the staffing, everything else you need to be able to provide that level of service that clients now are coming to expect, you know, especially as we have so many professional investors out there now who have properties in multiple markets, you know, they're dealing with multiple property managers. So, you know, if they're, you know, for example, if someone's working with me in Atlanta, they might be working with another NARPA member in Florida and another NARPA member in Arizona. So, I mean, they're used to working with different property managers who offer different levels of service. If you're the guy who's only charging those three big fees and you can't offer everything that those other property managers are offering, you're not going to be able to hold on to your clients. You're not going to be able to attract clients. So it's not just about making more money for yourself, which of course is great. You know, I love money, but it's really about, you know, the service level you can offer. Right. And so you're finding that that clients will pay more for more or, or better or more efficient service. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was, you know, I'll give you a perfect example would be, you know, on inspections, the periodic inspections we do every year. And we started charging owners for that probably about five or six years ago. And I thought there was going to be a problem, but really we had maybe two people who complained about it. And the reason they didn't complain is because the level of, of service they received from it increased. You know, we started using a professional inspection company. We use on-site pros and the level of service that they provide, the, the report that they give was such an improvement over what we were able to do without charging that nobody complained about it. They got, you know, a much better product. So when you're able to provide that better service to people, they don't complain about it. You know, people are willing to pay for service. They're just not willing to pay for bad service. That's kind of <laughs> different. So give us an example of a fee that you believe every one of us should be charging, but let's go deep into it, right? Let's talk about implementation of it as far as the PMA, the lease, what kind of communication with the owner, the resident, et cetera. Let's, let's take one fee and let's kind of go all the way through. When, you, when would you implement it? All that good stuff. Sure, sure. I think a good one to do would probably be, you know, I recently saw a discussion, I can't remember if it was on the NARPM Facebook page or where it was, but someone was asking about lease renewal fees. And they were saying, you know, do you charge these to tenants? And, you know, there was a lot of people who chimed in and said yes. And then there was a lot of other people who were just shocked at that. They couldn't, you know, they were just, they, they could not understand why you were charging tenants for a lease renewal. And, you know, this is something that I think everybody should be doing because, you know, you have two sides of an equation on a lease renewal. You've got a interested party, the landlord, they're getting a leased up tenant where they're basically locked in for another year. They've got their revenue coming. So they've got the benefit and you're charging them already for that. But you also have a resident who's benefiting from this lease renewal. They get a place to live for another year. You know, they have their rent rate locked in. They don't have to worry about their rent going up for the next 12 months. So this is a benefit to the resident, just like it is to the client. So, you know, they should be paying for that. They're happy to pay for it. You know, nobody really complains about this, but there's a lot of property managers who aren't charging it. So, you know, I recommend everybody roll this out, you know, build it into your lease renewal process as a way to not just make money for you, but also to encourage people to sign their lease renewals as quickly as possible. So the way we implemented this was it was a escalating fee. So, you know, we send out our lease renewal, usually about 45 days prior to the lease expiration. Now, just let me pause real quick right there. Do you put anything in the lease, in the original lease, that states that there's going to be a lease renewal fee when they they renew? We do, yes. So, you know, I'm big on disclosures, transparency, all of that. I I don't like hidden fees. I love fees. I don't like hidden fees. So, you know, we make sure that we disclose all of that up front. So, you know, nobody's ever should be caught by surprise on any of it. So if I'm going to roll this particular fee out, I'm going to get to your escalation because I think it's brilliant, by the way. And I had sold my business right before I was getting ready to implement that one. But because <laughs> I did charge a lease renewal fee, but it was it was only a one time uh, one fee. So I love what you do with the escalation. But so let, let's say so then to roll this out, you would send a new lease. Would this be just new lease ups or would would you implement this even though I have a lease that doesn't have the lease renewal fee baked into it yet? I would say, you know, you don't ha- actually have to have this in the original lease. You can roll this out as you do the renewal, because obviously when somebody's signing a lease renewal, that's a new contract and you can have your fee built right into it. And when someone's signing it, they know what they're signing, you know, just make sure they're aware of it so that they know they're going to be charged this fee when they sign their renewal. Got it. Okay. So you would literally put it in and then you send, do you send just, this is a little bit off topic, but do you send a full new lease or do you send a one page lease renewal when you do lease renewals? 
So we do a full lease renewal because I'm constantly updating my lease. Yep. So, you know, if my attorney tells me, you know, I was in court the other day and we had such and such happen, you know, that's new information to me that, you know, something I need to tweak on my lease and I'll go in and I'll tweak it. And I'm constantly doing that. So I always want to have the most up-to-date lease every year. Yeah, it's a, a best practice is to send a, a full new lease. I agree. All right. So now with the lease renewal, you, you, you put it in your lease for when you send in the full lease or you already have it baked in and, and you just put and send a new lease regardless. So now tell me what, what goes on. So, yeah, it's, it's the escalation part that I think is the really big part of why this works so well. And I, I got to give credit to, to Jen Stoops over at now a pure company who, who I got this idea from years ago. We kind of put our own spin on it. But just another just another benefit of NARPM, by the way. Another yes, benefit of exactly. being being involved in NARPM, you'll meet all these cool people, or being a member of NARPM. So, so Jen, obviously a fellow NARPM member, gives back to NARPM a lot. So you talk to Jen, and Jen gives you this great idea, which, by the way, I call Todd's idea. So sorry, Jen. So <laughs> <laughs> all of these different fee ideas, you know, come from all over the place. You know, it's just a matter of implementing. But yes, I mean, the way we do it is, you know, we want to encourage people to sign their renewal quickly, because if they don't, you know, what does your staff have to do? Or you, if you're a one-person show, you know, you're doing a million phone calls, emails, text messages, trying to chase this person down. And you're, get, and you're getting calls from the owner too, right? Like, hey, is so-and-so yeah. going to renew? Is so-and-so going to renew? And, if, and the, when they don't, when you don't have an answer, you're doing a poor job in, in the owner's eyes. Yep. yep, that's exactly right. So the whole goal here isn't necessarily to make a bunch of money. The goal is to you know, make a little bit of money while speeding up the renewal process. So what we do is when we send out that renewal, we basically tell everybody, hey, if you sign this within the next five days, you're just going to pay this really small fee. And I can't say what the fees are because right. of antitrust reasons, but you right. know, it's a small fee. If you don't, though, we're going to escalate that renewal fee the longer it takes you to sign. So if it takes you 15 days to sign, it's going to cost this much. If it takes 30, it's going to take this much. If you let the lease lapse, then it's going to be a really big fee if you sign it after the expiration date and it's gone month to month. So what this does, obviously, is it encourages people to sign that renewal as soon as they get it. You know, they get, the re they get it in their inbox. We do it all electronic signatures. They immediately sign. And those few people who don't, and then you have to chase them down, well, now at least you're getting compensated for having to do all that extra work. And it helps you to pay for the staff who's doing that work if you've got staff. So, you know, it's, it's works on both sides. You're either making money or you're reducing your workload. Either way, you're coming out ahead. Now, do you, do you allow your residents to go month to month if they don't sign we a lease renewal? You do. Okay. So we put a limit on it though. So we tell them, you know, if you need to go month to month, we're okay with that. Your rent is going to increase. There's going to be a big rent increase and there's a monthly admin fee for us. I like and that. Plus you're limited to six months. So, you know, once you hit that six month time, you have to make a decision. You either have to leave or you got to sign a full lease renewal. So we don't let people go past that. I, I don't know if our listeners caught that. He said he increases the rent, which is great for the owner. If you're percentage base, it helps you a little bit. But what he said is he also has a, what is it? A, ma a management fee, right? Is it a, a, an admin fee? It's yeah. an admin so, I mean, fee. A monthly admin fee. What's that? A monthly admin fee. Correct. So yeah, yeah. we're collecting that every single month that they're on a month to month status. And there's a good reason for that. I mean, if we renewed the lease, we would be getting lease renewal fees. So we would be making money off the renewal. So if someone's going month to month, I'm not getting my renewal fee. I need to make up that revenue somehow. Mm -hmm. So the resident needs to pay for that because they're getting the benefit of their month to month lease that they want. So, you know, it's, it's easy to justify it. Now, how far in advance are you sending your lease renewals out? Are they 90 days out, 60 days out? What, what's... So we 
start the process at 60 days. So we'll, well, actually 90 days because we do a pre-inspection. So, mm -hmm. you know, we'll do our periodic inspection 90 days out, and then we base our lease renewal on what we find in the inspection. But we don't actually send that lease renewal out to them to sign until that 45 to 60 day window. So to implement this fee, it really is just creating a cover letter. Is that is that right? Like I'm creating a cover letter, I'm sending it out and telling you, you know, it's X dollars if it's within five days, Y dollars if it's in 25 days, and Z dollars if it's in whatever, so many days. That pretty exactly. much it. So, you know, you got to put it in your lease, obviously, because you want it in the actual legally binding document. You want it to be in there. But then have your cover letter or your email, whatever you're doing for your renewals, and just lay out how, how it works. Because, again, we want to be transparent with what we're doing. Because not only is it just the right thing to do to be transparent, but it's also helping you accomplish your goal, which is to get people to sign the renewals really quick. If they know about everything up front and what they're going to get charged, then that's when they're going to actually sign their lease really quick. Okay. So then the, the other piece of this would, you would have to create a chart of account. Do you split out all your tenant fees separately to track it? Or do you just have one lump account that says tenant fee? No. So we, we break them all out separately so I can do a better job of forecasting what it'll look like for the year. I like to be able to do it. My chart of accounts would drive some people crazy. I've got like hundreds of sub accounts. So I, I like, I can see the guys at profit coach cringing, just looking at your chart of accounts. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if you're doing NARPM accounting standards, which I recommend everybody do, then, I mean, there is just a category there. I think it's called tenant ancillary fees or, or tenant paid fees or something like that. I mean, you can put everything under that, but I like to have sub accounts for every little individual fee, okay. which, you know, that's, that's just my personality, I guess. All right. So now to implement this fee, I have to obviously create a cover letter. I got to update the lease and then I got to create a chart of account. Sounds simple, but now I have to train the team, right? So your, your lease renewal team and your accounting team would need to know about these fees. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I always recommend doing this is whenever you have a fee, make sure there's a checklist item associated with that fee. So it doesn't get forgotten because what happens with a lot of these fees, you know, I, I teach 80 different fees. If you take my full course, I mean, it's a ton of them. It's impossible for anybody to remember all this stuff. So what you have to do is make sure that you're running your business on checklists. So every single time somebody does a lease renewal, they're working their way down a checklist on every single thing they need to do. And one of those checklist items is going to be charge the lease renewal fee. So, you know, what I've done, we use Lead Simple for our process automation. I've set it up through Zapier where it calculates the renewal fee automatically. So the team member doesn't even need to, you know, count up the number of days it took them to sign and figure out what the renewal fee was. Zapier calculates all that automatically. So it just populates into lead simple they can they can send the email off reminding the tenant of the renewal fee they're paying and then the checklist tells them to put it on the tenant's ledger so just however you do it whether you're using process street lead simple asana whatever just make sure you've got a checklist item so your your team member doesn't forget to charge it now do you create a report that you run at the end of each week or month on the lease renewal fees to see if who lease who actually renewed their lease versus did the fee get charged well, yeah. So, I mean, we're, it's really easy when you're using Lead Simple because you can actually see if a task hasn't been done or if it has. And then of course, in PropertyWare, which is our software, we, we get a monthly income statement where we can see and I can track to make sure that the revenue is where it's supposed to be. So, I mean, I recommend everybody be on EOS where you've got this stuff on a scorecard where you're keeping track of it every single month anyway. Yeah, I'm a big fan of trust but verify, right? So you do all this and you trust that it's all going to happen. And then you verify by running a report each week or at the end of the month to make sure like everybody that had the lease renewal actually got charged the lease renewal fee. 
So now what happens if your team doesn't believe in a fee? Like, oh, we should never charge a resident a, a lease renewal fee. We're already charging the owner a lease renewal fee. Todd, you're double dipping. Yes, I mean, I've honestly never run into this issue. I hear about it a lot. I, I hear a lot of people who say that they run into these problems. I, I personally haven't had this issue, and it might be because I use a lot of remote team members. Everybody who's doing this is in Mexico. So, I mean, I, I you know, it might be a cultural thing where people in, in different countries just follow the process regardless of what they feel about it. But the way I would tell everybody to handle this, if you're getting pushback from your team on any sort of fees is, you know, and I devoted part of my presentation at NARPA National to this is making sure that everybody understands why it's to their benefit that these fees get charged. So, you know, the reason we're charging this is to reduce your workload. You know, we're doing this to make sure that a lot of this is automated so that people are signing stuff without you having to chase them down. So it's making your day as an employee at this company easier that we charge this fee, you know, and, and once people understand what's in it for them, Usually that makes it a lot easier that they're going to, you know, see the light and they realize it's not just about you putting a bunch of money in your pocket. There's actually a logic behind this and, and why everybody benefits. And, and then I think you're going to have a lot more luck with that. You know, everybody's always about what's in it for them. So just make it clear to them what is in it for them. So now let's talk, let's talk about the owner side of things. I'm assuming that you, your PMA already has some language in there that you have other fees that you can charge and all that good stuff. And, and if you're uh, running a management company, you do not have that in your property management agreement. Like that needs to be done yesterday, correct? Yeah, I mean, and that's why I used the term admin fee earlier. The way I do this is I have a clause in my management agreement that basically says, you know, the broker can charge administrative fees of any kind to tenants and that money belongs to the owner. You know, it's a really easy paragraph. You don't have to have a separate disclosure for every single fee you charge. It's just one big catch-all. So then every single fee I charge tenants, I just call it an administrative fee. So it's a lease renewal administrative fee. It's a month-to-month admin fee, you know, whatever it is. And that all falls under that catch-all. And then, you know, nobody ever questions that. You know, I've never had an owner ask, you know, what's this paragraph in the contract about admin fees? They don't care as long as they're getting their rent. You know, that's all that matters to them. So, you know, just make sure you disclose it. And make it easy on yourself. Don't do a, a million disclosures. Just do one big one. Now, before you implement a fee, in this case, the lease renewal fee for the resident, do you go through the potential objections and then create, like for your team, like, hey, these are going to be, this is going to be the phone calls that you're most likely going to get. These are going to be the que- the objections that you get. And then do you kind of make sure that you answer all the potential objections before you implement a fee? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if for anybody who takes my course, I mean, I actually go through all that. So, I mean, it's part of each fee that I teach is these are the objections you're going to get, and this is how you can respond to them. So, I mean, you always want to make sure that you have those prepared. And, and honestly, 90% of the people aren't going to object. You know, it's just people are used to paying these things. I mean, that's what I always remind everybody of. You know, you've been paying ancillary fees at banks, airlines, resorts. You know, everywhere you can imagine for years, everybody's used to paying these things. So people don't object to it. But when you do get that, you know, five or 10% of people who do say something about it, you want to make sure that your team's prepared for how do I respond to this and and make it sound rational to everybody? Because every fee we charge, I can easily rationalize. I don't charge anything that can't be. So, I mean, anything you're charging should be easy to explain to someone about what the reason is for it. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point as well. Like people kind of, you don't want to, you don't want to run your business on the 5%, but 
right? If you're uh, so worried that, you know, you have this difficult owner and you're going to implement a fee and you're like, oh man, Rodney's going to call me and I don't want to deal with Rodney and Rodney this and Rodney that. You're missing the point, right? You can't run your business. You're not going to, one, you're not going to make 100% of people happy, especially when you're a property management firm and you have two t- sets of clients. And so if you run your business on the 5%, you're, you're going to try to make everybody happy. And what happens is no, one, no one's happy. Or, yeah. you, or you don't implement a fee because you think Rodney's going to yell at me. Exactly right. And I, I, mean, I can think of somebody who I've worked with previously who, you know, I was talking to them about uh, a security deposit alternative option. And they kept telling me, well, I'm not going to do that because my biggest client doesn't like it, you know, and I've got 30 doors or something with them. And I said, well, that's 30 doors out of 800. And I understand, you know, it's a big client, but you're losing out on literally, what, $10,000 a month because of this guy. Yep. You know, you can't run your business that way. You have to actually look at what makes sense and and then figure out how to explain it to that person and make it work for them. And if it doesn't, you know, sometimes you got to lose a bad client who's unreasonable. But if someone's not going to let you charge a reasonable fee, that's not a good client you want to keep. Yeah, I'll give a great example is I had I had a fee that I was going to I was going to add called the technology fee because we were using more and more tech and it was costing me more and more money and I was going to implement it. And we were worried about a couple of clients and we implemented it and we literally had two people get upset. We waived the fee for them for that year. And the next year we we hit them with the fee and they never, they never cared. And I lost one client. One client literally let us go because of that, because of that was the, you know, that was probably a client that was unhappy anyway, but the fee put like 12 grand in my pocket and I lost one client. But that 12 grand is not a one-time fee. I got it the next year, the next year, and the next year. So if that other client was making me, let's call it 200 a month, well, I lost 2,400, but I made 12 grand. Is that a good deal? <laughs> I think anybody would take that deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take that deal. So most, cl- most property managers I speak to, they have no problem creating fees for residents. Well, a less of a challenge. What would you say to them when, when it's a fee that's going to affect an owner client? We kind of went through a little bit of this, but can you expand a little bit more on like what that thought process is and, and what some, you know, and, and how, how you would prepare yourself for that? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that it's best to get as much revenue as you can from residents. So, you know, I, I do understand that thought process. We do want to make sure that we are maximizing our revenue potential on the resident side because it is a landlord's market right now. And, you know, the market just bears that. But, you know, there is times when it makes sense to, to charge a fee to an owner for something like an inspection or a special request or whatever it may be. And some of this stuff is, you know, a lot of what I teach on the owner side is behavioral based. So, you know, it's those things where, you know, let's say an owner tells you, hey, I accidentally had a FedEx package delivered to my house, my rental house. Can you send someone out there to pick it up and send it to me? And, you know, this is stuff that I know one property manager after another who just does this without a second thought. It's like, man, you literally lost three hours of your employee's time to do this today, and you're getting nothing for it. And this is not property management. I mean, picking up packages and mailing them to someone is not property management. I thought that was FedEx or Amazon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, these are the kind of things where it's easy to charge a fee for it, and no one's going to object to this. I, I promise you. You know, when you were doing it for free, they were shocked that you were doing it for free. And now that you're charging, they're going to say, oh, that makes sense. So and I again, you'll have the 1% that gets upset, right? It's because sure. you did it for free and then you started charging. It's harder than if you started charging right from the beginning. True. And, you know, this, this is something. 
something I always tell people when they start to charge on the owner side, make sure your operation is right first, because if your clients are already mad at you and it, all it takes is that one last draw for them to leave, that's not the time to be charging a bunch of new fees. Fix your operation first, right. make sure everybody's happy, then add the fees on. But if you've got a bunch of happy clients, if for the most part, you know, if your churn is low, you know, go ahead and do it because nobody, I promise you, nobody's going to leave. You know, a friend of mine, Darren Hunter from Australia did, did a talk on this down in Florida at the Florida State Conference. And he went around the room and asked a bunch of people, you know, he said, how long have you been going to your barber or your hairstylist? And, they, and people would say, oh, five, six years. Well, if they jacked up your rate 50%, would you switch? And everybody said no. And the reason is people don't like to change these things. Right. You know, and it's easier to change a hairstylist than it is to change a property manager. A lot <laughs> easier. So if they don't want to do it for a 50% increase on a hairstylist, trust me, they're not going to do it for you charging them an extra few percent in fees, you know, when it's much harder for them to change you, again, unless they're already mad at you. If they already don't like you, that's a different story. So keep that in mind. Yeah, that's good, good advice. So tell us a little bit about PM Assist and what prompted you to create PM Assist? Yeah, so propertymanageragerassist.com is the website. PM Assist is the company I have with my fiance, uh, Abby Wasserman. I started it up about three years ago, I think. It was right too, it was during the pandemic. And the reason I started it up was because, you know, I, I kept talking to people about fees. You know, I would do presentations at conferences all the time and people kept asking me, well, how do you implement that? What's the contract language? You know, what do I need to do to actually make that happen? So I figured the easiest way to do this was just to put a course together to, to explain all of it and run through all the fees, all the contract language, all the art, you know, all the objection handling, all that stuff, just put it in one place. So if somebody wanted to implement all this, it was easy for them to do so. So I put the course together, put it out there on the website. We've had hundreds of people do it, lots and lots of happy clients. And we're probably actually going to be coming out with additional content soon for new fees new programs, and also uh, start to work on things like process automation and some other things. So, you know, really what it is, it's about helping people to, you know, maximize the value of their business. You know, whether you're looking to sell your business or just stay in it for forever, like I am, you know, either way, you need to make sure you're maximizing your revenue. So, you know, that's the whole goal. Yeah, and somebody mentioned property management assist on one of the Facebook groups, and somebody replied back saying, it's uh, it's actually too low. They don't charge enough. I've made like ten times my money on it. So you got some really good some really good feedback on there. So what was that website one more time? www.propertymanagerassist.com. Propertymanagerassist.com. All right, Todd. Appreciate you, man. We're gonna jump into a quick commercial, and then we're gonna come back for the the lightning round. I know you're nervous about it. All right, we'll be we'll be right back, everybody. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. 
Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant, but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part, VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program starting at just $5 per door. You can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bedbugs and cockroaches. End the debate over who pays for pest control while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got the famous Todd Orshad in the hot seat with the the lightning round. Todd, you ready? I like the sound effects there, Pete. It's NARP, and we're nonprofit, so I have to do my own sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> what is one piece of advice you would give someone just starting out in business? Systems, systems, systems. That's what it's all about. Make sure you, from the very beginning, write down how you do what you're doing because it makes it so much easier to scale. What software do you use? We use tons of software. Our main property management software is Propertyware. Propertyware. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hell no. What book are you currently reading or what is one that has impacted your business or life? Uh, I would say the, the book that probably impacted my business the most would be Thinking Fast and Slow by Danny Kahneman. He's a psychologist that talks about hiring and learning how to hire right is probably the thing that's impacted my business the best. All right. I just wrote that one down. Thinking Fast and Slow. <laughs> Which Marvel character do you most associate with? I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. I got to go to Batman. I, you know, I'm, I'm rejecting the whole Marvel thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. As I had one guy say, I don't even know what a comic book. I think he said Calvin and Hobbes. I'm like, okay. What is one challenge you're currently facing in your business? Ah, uh, that is a good question. I would say growth at this point. Very competitive in Atlanta, and it's, it's become very difficult to, to to add doors. I would say that's probably the thing that I'm struggling with the most right now. What was your first job? I worked in a warehouse for a car dealership when I was in, I think I started when I was in junior high, actually. Nice. What is your ideal vacation? Cruise. I love a good cruise, man. Other than the NARPM podcast, what is a podcast you recommend? Does it have to be property management or just anything? Nope, any podcast, yeah. I would say the podcast I enjoy most is Sam Harris's podcast. Talks about everything from neuroscience to politics and 
just anything you can think of, but I always find it interesting and I can usually apply a lot of it to business too. Which do you prefer dogs or cats? Dogs. No question. You are, you survived the lightning round, buddy. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. All right. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you or, or learn more about PM assist or uh, about your newest venture, always their repair, how can they reach you? So yeah, propertymanagerassist.com is for the fee maxing stuff. If they're looking for someone for maintenance coordination help uh, after hours, then they can check us out at alwaystherepair.co. If you want to join NARPM, please go to narpm.org, narpm.org, or call the good folks over there at 800-782-3452. And if you're in the market for a virtual team member, Please check out vpmsolutions.com. It's the no, it's the uh, no cost free solution for property managers and real estate professionals on finding, hiring, and um, and paying virtual team members. Thanks a lot for being here, Todd. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Take care, everybody. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. 